Welcome to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. Thanks for joining us today as we continue wrapping up our series on The End Times Prophecies. Here's Ray. Hi, I'm Ray Sturdivant. We're studying the end times, and I'm here with my good friend Danny Jacobs and John Lay. Welcome, fellas. Thank you. Glad to be here. So in our summary of the end times, last time we looked at Ezekiel 38 and Psalm 83, I want to dive in a little deeper in Ezekiel 38. And it is the famous Gog-Magog battle that many have heard of. And I just wanted to get you guys' take on how you viewed this battle, and maybe you still do, before this study. Uh, it's Russia. Going, <laughs> it's Russia all the way, man. Leave the place. <laughs> yes, there's a bear and an eagle, and the bear wins, apparently. <laughs> That's what I was told. <laughs> well, actually, the bear and the eagle is from uh, the book of Daniel. Yes, so yes. You are mixing chapters on me here. <laughs> so, you know, in Ezekiel 38... A lot of people see Russia in there because that's what, you know, a lot of the popular view has been. And I think there are some reasons why, and and we can't get into every single one of them right now. But one of the main reasons, I believe, is like we talked about before, we have so seen the revived Roman Empire in here. When we mm-hmm. read the book of Ezekiel, it's obviously talking about the end times in a way, and people can't seem to understand how Rome fits into that. So we've carved it out as a pre-tribulation battle. And so I have a different point of view on that because there's no other scripture anywhere in the Bible that talks about a pre-tribulation battle. So, and in context of Ezekiel 38, Nowhere in it does it allude to this is a pre-tribulation battle. You know, the only connection is that obviously the Jews are living in peace at the time of this battle. And so because of this notion of Rome, it's caused many to have to carve this battle out as a separate battle, pre-tribulation battle. Kind of create their own theology around it. Uh, that's, you know, I'm not sure... It's, it's just a—it doesn't allow Scripture to connect as much as if that theory is out of the way. And another way to look at Ezekiel 38 to me is if you're looking at a movie about a war. Okay. You know, you see camera angles, some that show the whole battle, and then you see some angles where they are more close up and they're focused in on a particular fight within the battle or particular soldiers. That's the way I, I view Ezekiel 38. It doesn't have all ten nations. In fact, it only has four when you really analyze it. So it's a tighter, closer view of the battle. And also, I think we have too much of a limited view of what the Battle of Armageddon is. We see it as just one battle and don't realize the Bible is more real world. You know, there's buildups. There's individual battles that lead to a war. It's... There's a lot going on, and I just believe that Ezekiel 38 is a tighter view of an overall battle. And in Ezekiel, part of the reason that Russia is found in there is in the prophecy against Gog, where Ezekiel is told to prophesy against Gog. He is told uh, that God is against Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, in one translation. 
and people see Meshach and they say, well, that sounds like Moscow, and Tubal sounds like Tubalisk. <laughs> and so those are two cities in Russia, and that's one of the places they get it. They also say that there were some ancient, uh, the Scythians were also called Magogites, and the Magogites lived around the Black Sea. And so those are a couple of theories that try to help support the idea of Russia. The problem that I have with the sound alike is that those are actual tribes that were in existence at the time of Ezekiel. That's not a future sound alike. (laughs) They're real names. They were uh, great-grandsons of Noah, and they were real settlements at the time of Ezekiel's writing. Mm. And to prove the point, if you flip over in Ezekiel 27, verse 13... He's talking about these real places at the time of his writing. Wow. It says, Javon, Tubal, and Meshach, they were your traders with the lives of men and vessels of bronze. They paid for your merchandise. So why would Ezekiel be talking about a sound-alike city in the future when he had the real places he was calling by name at the time? So I can't make that leap. No, no, I can't either. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> so... There's more to it than that. I mean, there's a lot of trying to make Russia fit. It just doesn't for me. And Meshach and Tubal, at the time of Ezekiel's writing, were in the country of modern-day Turkey. And so I view that, you know, Gog is coming out of Turkey. I think that's—you have to—you have to look, in my opinion— at the time of the writing, and you have to see that the prophet is just dealing with what's known to him. Hmm. And so he's describing the territory and the tribes of the people that he sees in the future. And so he isn't sounding like speaking in Hebrew and sounding like a future city in Russia. That's that's a hard leap for me. Well, we're going to take a break and we will be back to continue the study you've been listening to minding the truth with ray start event if you have questions or comments for us you can email us at ray at miningthetruth.com also we'd like to ask that you take a minute and prayerfully consider supporting this ministry and if god has prompted you to do so just go to miningthetruth.com and click donate Thanks again for listening. Now back to Ray. Hey, welcome back from the break. And I just wanted to touch on one other piece of compelling evidence for me that this can't be a pre-tribulation battle. And it's found for me in Ezekiel 39 verses, uh, I'll start with verse 6, but the main kicker is in verse 7. Now, this is after... Gog is defeated, and this is Ezekiel prophesying from God about, you know, the rap, this battle is over, and hit, this is him uh, giving his point of view. This is God saying in verse 6, And I will send fire upon Magog and those who inhabit the coastlands in safety, and they will know that I'm the Lord. In my holy name I shall make known in the midst of my people Israel, And I shall not let my holy name be profaned anymore. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. 
The only time that happens is after the Battle of Armageddon. If you say that this is a pre-tribulation battle, you're going to have to say at the end of that battle, before the tribulation starts or at the beginning of the tribulation, that God is never going to allow his holy name to be profaned again. Okay, well, if you believe that, (laughs) then three and a half years later, when the Antichrist goes into the temple, the most profane event in human history is going to occur when he declares himself to be God. Mm. Right. That that makes, for me, this passage, it's impossible in in my theology for this to be a pre-tribulation battle just based on that one verse. But there's a lot more evidence than that to support the idea that it's not a pre-tribulation battle. But even if this was the only bit of evidence, that's insurmountable to me. You can't overcome that. You'd have to question the whole validity of the Bible. Yeah. I I mean, if that verse isn't true, then everything else isn't could be true. Well, and you have to question God's... This is God making this statement. I will not allow my holy name to be profaned anymore. Only time that happens (laughs) is after Armageddon. So for me, it's just one more piece of the puzzle that helps connect the dots that this is, in fact, Armageddon. You know, another thing that I did in trying to understand whether Gog was Russian or not is I went back and I looked at the Battle of Armageddon. Hmm. And I found similarities between the Battle of Armageddon and the Gog-Magog War in Ezekiel 38. And it's pretty overwhelming. So... The first one is that Israel is living in peace at the time of the attack, and that's in Ezekiel 38, 10 through 11. Well, at the Battle of Armageddon, Israel is living in peace at the time of the attack, and that's found in 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 3. There's an earthquake hmm. in the Battle of Gog Magog in Ezekiel 38, 19 and 20. Well, there's also an earthquake in the Battle of Armageddon, found in Revelation 6, 12 through 16. So there's a bunch of earthquakes? There'd yeah. have to be several of them <laughs> yeah. time, time just perfectly Pre, pre-trib, right before. Pre-trib earthquake. Post, yeah. Anyway, uh, At then, the beginning uh, of the battle. <laughs> yeah. So the third piece of evidence, Christ is physically present in Ezekiel 38, 19 through 20. Christ is physically present at the Battle of Armageddon, Revelation 6, 12 through 16. The Gog-Magog War in Ezekiel 39, 17 through 20, after the battle, birds eat the corpses. Well, according to Revelation 19, 17 through 18, in the Battle of Armageddon, birds eat the corpses. In the Gog-Magog War, hailstones rain on the army. That's found in Ezekiel 39, 22. Well, Battle of Armageddon in Revelation 6, 21 Hailstones rain on the army. The army invades from the north in Ezekiel 38, 15 through 16, the Gog-Magog War. In the Battle of Armageddon, the army invades from the north in Joel 2, 20. Israel destroys the weapons after the war in Ezekiel 39, 9. Well, Israel destroys the, destroys the weapons of war in Isaiah 2, 4, after the Battle of Armageddon. As we just saw, Israel will know the Lord in Ezekiel 39, 22, talking about the Gog-Magog War. Well, in the battle after the Battle of Armageddon, Israel will know the Lord in Joel 3, 17. So that's eight pieces of evidence where I find identical, wow. identical events that occur in Armageddon 
and the Battle of Armageddon. So that's pretty overwhelming evidence for me, once again, to A, not believe this is a pre-tribulation battle, that this is another view of Armageddon, and it also dismisses for me that this is a Russian you know, battle coming in. Now, mm. I'm not saying Russia cannot be involved. Or that I'm, they won't sell arms to the... Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah and they may, be, they may be a part they of this, <laughs> but I don't find them in Scripture. I don't find them as the ten, part of the ten-nation confederation that goes against Israel. Right. Now, they may be, you know, uh, certainly appears... A partner. Yeah, they may be a part of all of this and an agitator and supporter and, and everything else. They're just, I have a hard time finding them in scripture. Sure. But if you look at what happened, I mean, since 1991, Russia's fallen apart. I mean, now those, some of those countries that potentially could have, could be in that 10 nation, uh, network, Mm -hmm. they at one time were kind of controlled by Russia Yes, and Russia's letting go control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, God throughout Scripture and history has always been concerned about Israel and the immediate land surrounding Israel because that's yeah. where that's where God's promise to Abraham originally on the land covenant, and that has been the conflict throughout history. And so that's the focus. That is where the camera is set up, and that is God's focus. And when we get distracted by Western Europe and trying to look for some revived empire over there, it may be. I mean, maybe— I don't see that happening at all. You know, the only thing that I could see is that Islam is so prevalent that it controls Western Europe, so therefore it's a part of it. But God's— Let me rephrase that. I could see that (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What is is it that Mark Sign calls it? Uh, Arabia? Yeah. 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 So, I mean— that's, that's happening as we speak. Yes. But God's focus has always been that little plot of land that he promised Abraham and all his descendants, and it has been a source of conflict throughout history, and Armageddon is no exception. It's where it all builds to. Well, that's all the time that we have today. I'm Ray Sturdivant, Mining the Truth. Thanks for listening to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. If you have questions or comments for us, email us right here at ray at miningthetruth.com. We welcome your comments and hope you'll join us next time for more of In Time Prophecies. Prophecies.